Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt with Deep Podcast. I'm your host Luke here with my co-host Carter. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Dude, was, can I get a little more energy? It's been a long <laughs> life. <laughs> this is the first podcast we've done in person in many, many moons. It's been a long time. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, man. I'm yeah. stoked. We're here in uh, the beautiful Salt Lake City. South. Thereof. The Windy City. I don't think that's Salt Lake, buddy. Oh, yeah. It's Chicago. But yeah, we're sitting here staring at some beautiful mountains and a house that none of us could ever afford. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> we got Casey English and Justin Eberly. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. Just happy to be here. This is awesome. Enjoy the view. It's nice to get to see some faces not through a computer screen. Yeah. Doing this shit in person is definitely better. Yeah, apparently I look much nicer. Yeah, when we got here, I told Justin, first time I've got to meet him in person, I was like, dude, you look way better than you do through a computer screen. I think that's a compliment. I think so, right? It's 100% awesome. a compliment. I'm kind of hoping so. I would rather take the real, the real life Justin any day besides like the it, virtual man. Justin. Appreciate it. That is one of the cool things about this entire journey, right? Like, one, doing podcasts in person is exponentially better, and us being on other sides of the entire country does make it difficult absolutely coming to one point my favorite part of hunt lifty meeting people for the first time after spending dozens hundreds of hours virtually and on the phone and facetimes and emails and texts and everything in between and then meeting in one back porch looking at the mountains man come on faces to names yeah i mean it's cool that we're able to stay connected like we are and get stuff done but it's Nothing beats getting in person. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. That's what, what are we talking about? Yeah, what are we chatting about, boys? State of the Union? I guess. Where's everybody at? Yeah, what are we doing? What are, why are we here? I mean, it's September 14th, right? We're not hunting elk, which is kind of a bummer. But the next best thing is the boys are back. Yep. We're planning. We're making moves. Strategizing. Yeah. We're trying to take this from a bunch of... What did Derek say? A bunch of nut sacks in a group chat. <laughs> Into an actual real company. That's the plan right now. That is the plan right now. Come a long way. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous when you think about it. That's what I was talking to Justin about. Just to give him, because he came in, what, in June? Uh, yeah, like May, June. Yeah, it's when you kind of got started to get really plugged in and... I was like, well, for some perspective, Garrett and I met for the first time in January. <laughs> like, this January? It, yeah, at ISC. No shit. You know, like, it feels like it's been 10 years. Golly. Yeah, it's been ridiculous. So, yeah, we've uh, we've made a lot of a lot of moves since then. It was our first event in Expo. Now we're going to be at 30 3D archery shoots next year, something like that. Eight, I think. Buckle up, Garrett. Events, Yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then we got a bunch of other stuff in the works that we can't talk about yet. And then now we're just trying to fix and optimize and codify everything we're doing with HLE, uh, which is really why we're here. We're all meeting here. Got folks from literally all over the country, which is pretty badass. And we're here in Salt Lake City to do a planning conference, and we're going to a business conference type thing uh, from Sean Whalen, the over at Lines Den. Jordan Peterson's coming to talk. We're going to go get some knowledge from that smart-ass dude and, yeah, hopefully apply it to what we're building here. Yeah, JP, as I like to call him. Yeah, you guys are tight. Yeah, Canadians. Back to your Canadian days. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man, it's exciting. Would you have ever thought 
right? No. No. Absolutely not. Dude, I thought I was going to spend all this money, like, not do anything, and then <laughs> my wife was going to be pissed off at me. And then from there, I was going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I learned a little bit. Yeah. I was too stupid to go to get my <laughs> MBA. Sold a couple shirts. Sold a couple shirts, you know. Sold a couple hats, all of them to Caleb Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Caleb, number one customer. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But, yeah. What are you doing here, Justin? I mean, we're kind of sitting here trying to lay a foundation to something that's already real but make it more real. Yep. So we're, we're, we're sitting here on a porch, and we're throwing whiteboards around. Are you a big whiteboard guy as well? I am a, an incredible whiteboard guy, like to the point that I graduated from whiteboards to whiteboard paint Yeah, all the way around my entire house. Ask my wife. She's not happy about it. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing until you told me. I was yeah, like, oh. Yeah, that seems like a slippery slope for you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I just learned about that right now as he said that, and I'm already thinking of which walls at my house I'm going to paint until like I get Someone home. in an insane asylum writing all your, all your nonsense on the wall. To be fair, when I sold the house, they questioned that room. They wondered what was What's going this for? on. What were you doing here? Yeah. I said, don't worry. That, that, that room is worth millions of dollars. <laughs> Trust me. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, we have the two... Uh, formal representatives of fish lift eat here we do which is pretty we sweet do. which is also wild right talk about expansion and growth man you guys have really given that legs and don't want to spoil anything but some really cool guests and splitting off is it safe to say splitting off the podcast yeah um into its own standalone and y'all mm -hmm. have given that legs and shout out to you casey for making that happen man that's exciting there's a lot of uh desire for that yeah, but I would say even beyond the beyond the podcast, that's a huge thing. And I mean, we've got some really really exciting guests in the future. But then there's some more work going on in the backgrounds too for some events and you know other things that um, that are going to be really exciting to see and you know see legs get put under that and just to see fish lift eat continue to grow the way it has. You know, I've I've been with the team now for for right at a year, and just um, you know the time I've been able to start getting involved with fish lift eat and that side and kind of go along with my passion for it. It's you know, buckle up because it's there's a lot of cool stuff going to be coming from that in the very near future. Yeah, I think by the end of uh, 2023, all of our fraternity brothers will be uh, members of Hot Lift Eat. We're we're on a pretty good pace. <laughs> we're on a pretty good pace for that. And yeah, bringing you on was really good from the old recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you got Casey, you got Cole, you got Spencer in. Anderson, you got Will Gates, you got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just keep coming in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's like, Turns out we actually liked each other after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what the cool thing is? Like, Will Gates is a really good example. He just came through this most recent uh, team member expansion, and I haven't talked to him. And he was a younger guy when we were in school, and we we haven't. We'll share hunting pictures back and forth, and he's stationed up at uh, at Jay Bear in Alaska, and then he just got sent to Benning, and we reconnected like that when you shared. Uh, team member expansions was, was opened back up and he was like dude i think i'm into this and i was like of course you're into this and uh it was a really cool way for us to kind of reconnect and rekindle that friendship and we haven't talked in eight years god have we been out of school that long yeah we're old yeah that's really cool i mean that's what we're trying to build here right that community yeah i mean like selfishly that's kind of what this started as i mean outside of the hats and the bullshit that i was trying to sew didn't turn out very well but 
was just a way it used to be like fantasy i've talked about this in the past but it used to be like fantasy football like we'd all play be in a league together and it's like how you like communicated with the boys and kept in touch and then i was like it's kind of a waste of time <laughs> what can i build around what we're already doing which was like hunting camp and deer camp and that was really the inception of the team and the community base was we grabbed all the guys john andy i mean perry and evan they're attached to me forever but like those guys are how this all started with the team. And then Carter, you came in shortly thereafter. And then it was like, we had people kept asking to be a part of the community. And what, you know, at that point it wasn't a community. And it was like, how are we gonna do this? And that was how it all kind of came to be. And now it is what it is, which is crazy. I mean, we're at 300 plus members and growing. Well, that's, what, that's what's crazy, man, is like, you guys have that great background, right? I just joined in May, June, whatever. And here I am sitting on a deck in Salt Lake City on a podcast with you guys, right? Yeah. And it was because I, I joined because of the value I saw, right? I was going to learn some stuff, and here we are, like, integrating and doing some incredible stuff together. And it's it's cool to watch something that was just built around that turn into something that's actually going to reach the entire North American, you know, reach at this point, right? It's cool. Yeah. Good to be a part of. It's way cool, man. I'll never forget. I was telling – uh Luke, this this week, you know, I'll never forget when you and I talked on the phone the first time. I'll I'll never forget where I was standing in that drive in my driveway. I was leaning up on Robin's car, uh, and that was the first time you and I ever talked. And I was like, I was like a little nervous to talk to, you know, the guy. And uh, I was like, Luke, I think this would be worth our time, man. I think you should talk to this guy. And then we all jumped on a Facetime together and. Oh man, it just kind of took that's off. How you have felt, that's that's hilarious, right? Because I had just moved into that house and I'm walking in an empty house and I'm like talking to my wife. Oh crap, I just missed a call with Carter. Like I gotta call this guy back. I don't want to miss this. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like sweating. <laughs> and then then it was great because we were both super busy, so we're like, dude, we can we can push this off a week or two. All right, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, man. Don't take you know, don't take life too seriously, right? At the end of the day, it's about the people you surround your surround yourself with and you know, invest your time in good people. And I think that's part of the essence, that, one that, of the core values of what we're trying to build here, right? That's what this is, man. From what I can tell, this is about investing in people around you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's what we're missing in a, as a society as a whole right now is that community and that continuity of, like, the same people and you're like that's carolina and i were actually just talking about this it's why shows like friends and uh how i met your mother and even like sons of anarchy and yellowstone it's why people it resonates and people love that shit it's because everybody wants that tribe and that community and that like consistency of the people that they surround themselves with and so finding that is rare these days and i mean it's 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 just really cool that well, we've been able to do it we talked about it this morning right that is the core to what we're doing here is it's the foundation it's the community yep right that is the number one thing that's being built here and i don't think you saw that necessarily right with the hats and the shirts no and what it's turned into is this incredible foundational community that people want to be a part of everywhere and and that's what's exciting yeah 100 and you say this all the time right we're the most connected we've ever been we have the ability to be the most connected we've ever been with these freaking supercomputers in our pockets right yep. but that there's a disconnect and that desire is there to have your people at at arm's length right absolutely 
Yeah, that's what's been really starving for. Yeah, like here lately, it seems like you know we've been able to be you know present in places more often than we were even when I joined the team. That's true. So you you see a lot more value added to it, you know, when people are able to be there physically in person because then they're able to, you know, gain more out of it, you know, and make those connections to where now you know you've got buddies all over the country, you know, that you can you know call up or you know plan a hunting trip or a fishing trip or whatever and you know somebody in that area yeah you know somebody that you you know like right now this is you know there's people here right now that i've physically met for the first time like justin yeah you know we, we've talked through a screen i don't know how many times a lot oh yeah <laughs> but but you know just getting able to make that connection it makes it a lot more a lot more genuine and a lot more um a lot more value to come from it whenever you you, know, you sit across the table from somebody and right, we're doing a lot more of that now, and I think that's that's a big driver in what we're doing. Right. Well, we talked about it today, right? Like, community is important. What we have here, what I I'm really happy to be a part of, right, and really blessed to be a part of now, is a community that's real, right? In this day and age, you got all these communities, you got social communities everywhere, and you're a part of something, but you're not actually a part of it. Here, this is real. We're sitting in front of each other, man. Like. Right here, right now. And that's what's incredible is everybody that joins this at some point is going to gain access and the opportunity to actually physically connect. Like, we're going we're gonna to chat. We're going to go on a hunt. We're going to go to rendezvous. We're going to do whatever. That was the thing that I didn't even know was going to be a part of this. And here we are a few months later. Same. Sitting right here. Yeah. Yeah, not to, like, over-pitch it or oversell it, right, or be selfish, but, like, We've talked about this a million times, but finding your community and finding your tribe, tribe. is, dude, it's everything, whether it's hunt, lift, eat, or whatever. I would say that's probably the number one value here is the tribe, man. Gives substance to your life, man. Yeah, absolutely. On a level where I think that's missing out on a lot of things, right? You know, you talk about, you reference friends or like whatever, the office or whatever, that gives you some shit to talk about with your coworkers around the yeah. the water cooler at work, right? <clears throat> And this is hopefully a heightened version of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, absolutely. You can add a little more depth to your life. Yep. Yeah, it's important and it's cool. I mean, it's just it's humbling every day that that. It, I mean, God, these group chat, <laughs> chats for the team, Carter and I are in, in all of them, and uh, which are kind of a disaster, <laughs> but in like a beautiful <laughs> way. I feel for y'all. Dude, just in the handful that I'm I mean, in, let me look blows right my now. Phone up tell all you the how how many messages that. Uh, <laughs> I have 269 unread. 100 unread from the southeast. Yeah, 46 from the Midwest. Like, yeah, it's a disaster. <laughs> but it's awesome. Like, they're they're hopping and popping. Folks are meeting people that live in their regions. That regional split, I think, was some folks didn't want it, right? Because we had that real tight feel when we were super small, when we were less than 100 people. But with our growth, we just had to do it. And I think it's even better now because now you're, you have that regional alignment. So you're hanging out virtually with folks that you actually can go, you know, see. Like Tyler Basal, who's our lead for the uh, the Midwest, I mean, he just took a group of, you know, brand-new team members out. And brand-new hunters. Yeah, brand-new hunters, and the, you know, from the team, they're out there, you know, <laughs> shooting ducks and doing what I don't – I'm not a duck hunter, whatever they yeah, do. whatever Sit they in do. a blind, yeah. drink beer, and yeah. shoot ducks. <laughs> like, I think that's about what it comes down to. <laughs> we're duck hunting just without the guns. Yeah, we're duck hunting. That's what it is. <laughs> But, yeah, it, it's awesome. It's super cool. Yeah, it's cool. Because it goes back to, like, we were talking about the extra value that you'll get out of it when you're able to get in person with people. And the regional thing just allows that to happen more frequently. Yeah. You know, it don't take a whole lot of, you know, logistics to get together with a couple people when you're connected, people that are, you know, within a couple hours of you. 
Yeah. And it's the same shit for everybody, right? Everybody's busy. Everybody has a ton of stuff going on. At least everybody in our realm, right? Working multiple jobs, kids, <clears throat> the chaos. It's a it's, chaos it's a reoccurring real. theme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not your. It, that's given me a good perspective. Like it's not unique to you. Everybody has their own version of that, right? That that's what comes. Yeah. Full center when you when you have camaraderie like this, right? Is that everybody's in the same grind, right? You're not alone. And then, and then the next step is like deciding to make the time to bring that value into your life, right? You have to set aside yeah. time to. Well, I think it gets to the point too, to where I mean, we're all young, you know, we're all young in our careers and lives. Just young for kids. Yourself, man. Yeah. Well, Luke's not that young. Justin's either. old, but <laughs> not this what right? I'm getting at is like, you know, we are all very busy, but the more we get connected with this, and the more this evolves and becomes what it is today, you know, you you find yourself wanting to do even more than you even are. You know, like there, there's events that come up that, you know, maybe my kid has, you know, a t-ball game or, or, or something going on within the family that I'm not able to get to. And like that bothers me because the the value that we're able to have here and what we get from getting together with team members, you know, it's contagious. It's something you want to be with just because of how much fun you had at the last one. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's really cool, too, because you're always wanting more. And um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, there is a, a life balance there, but it's every time something comes up that I'm able to get to, you know, definitely want to make that a priority because you know what kind of good time you're going to have and what you're going to take away from it. Yeah, it's value add. Yeah. Speaking of which, you bought your rendezvous tickets yet? You calling me out on that? Right you here. coming? Right winter, now. Winter rendezvous. Yeah. No, I, I – You coming? I'm going to try to. All right. I'm going to try to. He'll ride up with me. What's try. The, try. Go, just, try. Yeah. What's what's this? There's no try. TBD. <laughs> I'm not one to talk, man. I guess I'll clear that with the wife. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> well, she's right there. I can't talk to mine. Hey, Robin Carter's coming to rendezvous. And Don't pitch it like <laughs> that. Spoiler alert, for what it's worth, you know, we, we've got our third baby on the way, so all of my plans are kind of up in the air right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, shit. Yeah. There we go. Future Congrats. HLE region leader. Who? English number three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm recruiting the workforce right now internally. It's <laughs> smart. We got all the, the next generation coming up. They're gonna do the, the work while we're old and fat, and just we got to get them beer in the duck blind. <laughs> we just got to get them while they're super young. We can just we can get some cheap help. Yep, that's the way to do it. It's hard to find cheap help. I got all sorts of cheap <laughs> help. <laughs> just raise your, that reliable. <laughs> Where'd Cole go? <laughs> it took me and Carter's dumbasses to get this podcast to work. Yeah, the podcast producer has left the building. <laughs> What uh, give me a rundown, Casey. I mean, I, I feel like I'm playing catch up half the time nowadays, which is awesome because you guys are just taking it, and running with it. Where are we at with fish lifty? What's going, what's going on? Like, give the you know, you can go into some detail on the scope and what what you guys kind of have planned. You and Justin can tag team it. Can you name drop? Can I name drop? I don't care. So we're at the point now where, like Carter said, you know, we're about to peel off and you know have our own standalone podcast for fish lift eat. Um, you know, to drop a little bit of a teaser for, for guests that we've had lined up, um, you know, names like April Vokey and, um, you know, names of that nature, people that you can be looking for. Um, so the podcast is probably priority number one right now. Get get the legs under that and get it going. Um, we've got plans for stuff, you know, event-wise, like some virtual tournaments and stuff like that where people can get involved with it. Um, things got, like that. we got some real good partners coming in too, right, yeah. from a from – a 
tackle standpoint and rods and reels and all that good stuff so we, we've got it it's just it's a lot cooking real quick yeah yeah it, it, it's happening really fast too that's the cool thing about it it's some days like i come in and i'll sit at the computer and look at emails or whatever and it's it's hard to keep up with i mean it's it's cool the the response that we're getting from people you know that, that want to get involved with it and, and see the see the value that it's gonna that it's gonna have and already does have um so that that's been exciting just to see and buy in from like you said you know tackle companies rod companies uh guys you know people in the i use industry lightly because you know i don't really like where the fishing industry is right now <laughs> but um, you know about most of the hunting industry <laughs> people that are you know in that in that world and um no it's cool so it's i know justin and i have, have said several times kind of like you know sky's the limit on this like it, it, it's crazy what what we see on the horizon and what's able to be achieved with it and it's just going to be a uh, buckle up and ride the roller coaster it's it's pretty cool to pull it alongside home lift eat right and watch it be a part of that and then watch it kind of peel off here so that's what's exciting for us is you know most of us especially me right as i actually started on the fishing side so now i'm getting to hunting we got a bunch of <laughs> hunters who are now jumping into fishing or at least that's where everybody's at right so this is really cool to watch two things that most mostly come together yeah kind of split off and turn into two really solid organizations and real pushes what's been really cool too in the last couple team expansions is the people that come in on you know hunt lift eat and you know all from the hunting side of it but then once they realize and kind of learn about fish lift eat how they've kind of gravitated over and gotten more involved with that because everybody's got fishing stories and everybody's got fishing background to an extent you know maybe not as obsessive as me but <laughs> i got great fishing stories they're all this big man oh yeah <laughs> every every fish that i've ever lost is is a state record but <laughs> but it is, it's really cool seeing like these these team members come in and and really really gravitate over to us and get involved with it and um so that that's something I see going forward too. You know, as as the team grows and, and develops, you know, people, you know, that maybe we're able to get even more of a reach, um, you know, to expand the team more fishing related too. So absolutely, I got a question for you too, right? I mean, you guys fish, Carter? Luke? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, it's man. a loose term, but it's a loose term. I, yeah, I've been a water. Both of these gentlemen Casey have been I... on my boat, so I can tell you Great. plenty of stories. Great. Let's turn this into a fish lift eat. Carter, biggest fish ever? Where? When? How? I don't know. I've sailfish off the coast of Costa Rica, probably biggest, but one of my favorites, I, I got to go fishing in, in Africa. My dad took me to Africa when I was younger, and uh, I caught a 23-pound Nile perch on Lake Victoria nice. in Kenya, which was pretty. That's awesome. That's yeah. like, and I have a personal goal. I want to catch a fish on every continent before I die, and uh, that's, that kind of kick-started that whole goal, life yeah. goal of mine to awesome. do that. So that was uh, that was huge. That was huge for me. I've never caught like uh, you know, I've never caught the largemouth in my dreams yet or anything like that. I never will. I've caught a couple good spotted bass and a couple good smallmouth. And Casey and I actually, he just picked me up a couple weeks ago, and we fished a, a night tournament on a Friday this summer, which was awesome. It was so much fun. It was slow fishing. Casey was frustrated, but I was just having. I'm just. I drink beer and fish. Like I have a good time. You know. <laughs> Casey's like, oh, he's like. <laughs> fishing two rods and and telling us where to you know which side of the boat to fish out of and you know cast and then move and i'm like whoa 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 but we end up getting fourth, fourth place it. and i was like super pissed off about it. I, was <laughs> I was like fourth place i was like look we got fourth man it was Carter, so good Carter <laughs> yeah, yeah all right we got fourth place i caught a fish it was awesome 
Yeah, it was a good time for sure. But I mean, that that's where where fishing really comes in, where it, it's very easy to to get people in the boat or get people on the bank or you know go to the river or whatever. The the camaraderie piece of, of fishing is what really can tie this community together, because it doesn't take a whole lot logistically to you know to go on a fishing trip. Yeah, it's it's just another quick way for everybody to get together, kind of on the regular, right? But we're not going to bypass this, dude. You didn't answer the question, Luke. I mean, tell me about that pike. Oh, I did catch a pike. That's a good point. I forgot about that that's one. That's a cool fish. Yeah, I caught a pike in Bulgaria. That was pretty cool. It's on a pond. I mean, it was a pond, but it was in Bulgaria. Yeah. Still counts. We were Still like, counts. We were sneaking around. The the mean civilian man said we couldn't fish that pond. We said, fuck you. We fished it. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, we were on, uh, I was in Novoselo, which is, uh, it doesn't matter where it is, but it's it's in Bulgaria, which is, it's not a big place. It's not America. Yeah, it's not America. And yeah, we were fishing, fishing out there and. My platoon leaders were super into it, so we would go out. We kind of go out to this pond that was out in the training area and and wet a line, and that was pretty cool. I was I caught the first fish of any of us out there, and that was the, like the last fish I caught out of that pond. It was hard fishing, uh, just because of the the way the banks were. It was so overgrown and, and weeds. You had to wade out in there pretty deep, but that was pretty cool. A Bulgarian fish. Um, the probably the biggest fish I ever caught was a albino catfish. And it was in East Tennessee. It was actually it was pond fishing. I do a lot of pond fishing. I like to you know, know where they're at. I don't like yeah, to go casual. look for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to work too hard. <laughs> I like to drink beer and sit yeah. in a chair. <laughs> but that was really cool just because it was an albino cat. And yeah. we were we were actually, that one, we were jug fishing. So we had thrown out, it was a pretty good-sized pond. It was on my uh, buddy's property. And we had thrown out a bunch of jugs. And we were young and stupid. So we had this rule where you couldn't uh, bring them in by the jug. You had to jump in and bring him, actually grab the fish. <laughs> and so we took this little. That's some like North Georgia rules out there. <laughs> well, East, East Tennessee, buddy, same shit. <laughs> Look, same. My people. <laughs> My people. Yeah, same shit. So, yeah, that's what we did. So I went in there. We paddled out to the center of this pond. He heckled me till I jumped in and then uh, jumped in and, and swam up and grabbed the fish. And, uh, Pulled it out and it was a. I mean, I've got a picture of it on one of my old phones, but I mean, it, it was a pretty good sized cat, and uh, it was albino, which was even cooler. So, <laughs> Dude, yeah. please send me that picture. It will be on the Fish Lift Heat <laughs> Instagram <laughs> page <laughs> tomorrow. It's our, new, it's our new cover. It's yeah. like, oh, that will go it's on there in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. It's like on one of my old uh, flip phones, but I'll dig through the pile of phones and try to find that picture because it's pretty sweet. Yeah. What That's, about you, man? Best fish I ever caught up in Granby. In between Rocky and, uh, I don't know, let's call it Shadow Mountain, right? It wasn't the biggest fish in the world. It was the best fish I ever caught. Just started fly fishing, and I landed like a, so it was probably 19 and a quarter. And it took me every bit of 15 minutes to get that thing in from 10 feet out. Best fish, best fight, most sweat I've ever laid out in a Sims freaking waiter ever. And uh, I, I'll never forget to this day. I was by myself. I looked around for anybody to show them what happened because I didn't have a phone. I didn't have nothing, man. And it was the best fish I ever had. And every year I go back to that spot. Every year I have not found that fish. Trying to recreate it? I can't do it. The best I've got is like maybe an eight-inch brownie. Yeah. Yeah. But it was probably the fight of my life at this point. Yeah, dude. I can still feel it in my stomach. It It was a fight. It was awesome. That's badass. What about you, Casey? You caught a lot of big fucking fish. A lot fish. of fish. <laughs> Mine's like an eight-foot bull shark. <laughs> if you want to go for just sheer size. <laughs> we didn't say sharks, man. We said fish. 
Oh man. So like my biggest biggest bass that I've caught is uh eight pounds, six ounces. I've killed bigger than that. It was with a bow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, edit that out. Yeah. You wanna you wanna go on that tangent? <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident, we put it back. I might have lived. Yeah, it was fine. He'll walk it off. I thought it was a carp. Oh. But no, yeah, that's what I mean. The story, probably like my favorite fishing stories about like the quality of fish I caught probably aren't like my biggest one because that my biggest largemouth ever it came on a on a private pond, I mean lake, but like it was like a lake that nobody fishes that you know in a private community yeah. like you can go out there and catch five pounders at will. Well, that's what I'm saying is like I've caught bigger fish, but that that brownie that I caught that day, that fight with a, yeah. the test that I had on with everything it took to get him in. Best fight of my life. Well, it was like th this past tournament season, I caught a five-pound, three-ounce largemouth on Lake Hartwell, and it was in like the last 45 minutes of the tournament, and it actually ended up winning big bass, nice. and it moved me up probably, you know, if you took that weight out to the fish that it culled out of my live well, I mean, it probably moved me up 20 positions. Nice. So, like, that one honestly resonates more with more value to me than – you know the eight plus pounder that I caught, just because I mean I caught it on on a finesse rod and or that giant shark. You know, yeah, yeah, I, gotcha. <laughs> the shark was nothing. Dude. That was just honestly we were fishing for something else and it just happened to bite and it was like here you go. <laughs> I mean it's, it don't take a whole lot of talent to reel in the reel that you know. Yeah. The charter captain hands you. Yeah. I mean you're just kind of at the mercy in the ocean of whatever bites, but but no, that's what I mean. There's there's definitely like goals that I have. Like I want to catch, you know, I want to catch a ten plus pound largemouth. You know, I want to go catch, you know, six plus pound smallmouth and stuff like nice. that. And uh, but I think you know when I catch that ten plus pound largemouth, then it's like all right, now I want to go catch a twelve. Yeah, that <laughs> that's why I'm saying like I don't think I'll ever catch like my dream fish. No, dude, because you're always chasing. Yeah, I mean that that's part of the game. You know, that's why I love tournament fishing. That's why I love love what I do because you're always after that next bite. Yeah. Just because of what it can, you know, lead to. That's why I love it too, man. Because like you said, Luke, you like to sit in a chair. I do not. Man, I <laughs> never. Like I have to walk at least five miles to find a fish first. <laughs> oh, was, that sounds ha terrible. Ha half a joke. <laughs> no, it's awesome. You both are coming. Yeah. I do. I do. So John Hatton actually got me on fly fishing. And of course, I'm a dumbass. and went out and bought Sims. Every, like, I was like, well, if I'm going to buy them, I'll buy it right. And, uh, I've not gone out enough, so I need to go out more. I need to start carving out some time. I keep joking that, like, I started this company so I could hunt and fish and do all this shit more, and I just do it less than I did it before I started it. <laughs> one day. One day. One day I'm going to be able to sit on the bank and just, you know, drink beer and fish or walk around with the Sims waders on. But, yeah, that's that's definitely – I mean, I fell in love with the fly fishing, and I was actually – I was at a Coag's in uh, the Colorado Outdoor Adventure Guide School – and there was a f guy that was going through uh, the course, and he was doing the fly, a fly fishing. He was doing course. the fly fishing course, but he's actually a guide up in Alaska. He's in the FBI too, which is super cool. But he he guides not for money, just kind of he wants to build an outfit. DOJ rules you can't have a business, so he doesn't have a business. But he just guides for nonprofits and that sort of thing right now. But but he's building the base to be able to do it. So he's been going to all these courses across the country, and we were chatting. And what I didn't <clears throat> realize was. I don't remember all the terms, but the fly fishing because you're working both sides of your brains at one brain at once because you're using both you know arms. It like fires up those like neuropathways, which actually allows you to have the therapeutic effect of the healing for different traumatic events, whether it's PTSD from combat or childhood trauma or just anything that's happened, 
or just just general healing and therapy like it actually does that and so that's something that I, I actually have noticed is fly fishing does have a level of tranquility and peace and relaxation that like conventional tackle doesn't have and i do enjoy conventional tackle but there's something just the motion i can go out there and like fly fish and not catch shit and not care when i got conventional tackle i just it's more about the fishing than it is like the whole experience if that makes sense you can't find it anywhere man like it's it's the most therapeutic thing that exists like you will find yourself out there and not thinking at all and you'll look down at your watch let's say or your phone and you're like holy shit i've been out here fucking five hours it's it's incredible like I don't know how many times I've gotten in trouble for that because right, I was supposed to be back at a certain time and you know you know how that goes. Yep. But yeah, it's incredible how the time will pass. I was pass. two days late the other day. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, man. No, fishing just has a really cool way of like bringing people together too. You know, like we're talking about getting together and meeting people face to face and stuff. Yeah. Like the first time I ever met Luke and Garrett face to face was was that like, the first time? Yeah, that was the first time I ever <clears throat> met them in person. Was like I picked them up at a dock and we went fishing. Oh, I heard that story. The other hope night. you weren't disappointed. I caught the first fish. Only with Cole, maybe. That day took a turn when we picked Cole. <laughs> we caught way less fish when Cole was on board. <laughs> was that your I mean, first spotted bass? Yeah. That was Garrett's see, that, first. That's stuff that like, East Coast I, fish. Like, I take for granted. Yeah. You know, we are – it was a lake. Like, it was Lake Lanier, a lake that I don't typically fish a whole lot. You know, arguably the best spotted bass fishery in the country. Right. And arguably the most haunted lake in the country. But, yeah. no, not even arguably. Side I note. Went, I, went, uh, I went on a big rabbit hole after we, we talked. You're talking about all the stories. A lot of Wikipedia. I was down. I yeah. was in deep. I was like, sketchy, good Lord. It killed a lake. lot of people to flood this valley. Like, yeah. like but, like, stuff, like, yeah, I was frustrated because, like, one, not a lot of knowledge on the lake or whatever. You know, I was trying to put them on some fish. And, I mean, we, we caught, you know, we caught fish. It wasn't yeah. like that. But seeing Luke catch that one, and it was, to me, I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of a, you know, average at best but he was like fired up about yeah. it like you know first spotted bass and this that and the other and i was like yeah, hell yeah like that's something that you know i take for granted you know something what i you know it's in my backyard and you know i do all the time and then somebody on the team that i didn't know can get on my boat and have an awesome experience with it and yeah i want to go do it some more which is great perspective like i've transitioned into a phase in my hunting life where I like introducing it to new people more than I like doing it myself. Yeah. I love that. Love it. Right? That's that's the most rewarding shit in the world for me, given helping people experience things for the new for 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 the first time and you know, there's probably a lot of crossover between archery and bow hunting, which you have now ventured into and yeah, man, I mean, waited whole hog into. Yeah, same thing, dude. It's it's <coughs> It's awesome to be a part of this to jump into that, right? But um, I can jump back to like what you're what you're saying, Casey. Right? It's like I, I got the opportunity this summer to take a bunch of kids out, and they all got their first fish for the first time ever. I got six kids one day. Yeah, it was epic. Yeah, you don't get a lot of firsts like that. No, no. Like I'll remember that day for the rest of my life. It was awesome. That's yeah. awesome. How's getting into bow hunting going? <clears throat> You shoot like a oh, thousand times more Dude. than Carter and I do Holy put together. Yeah. I picked Dude. up my bow for the first time at Rendezvous. <laughs> hey, man. I bought it a year ago. When I get after something, I get after something, okay? Yeah. I just have to wait a year to actually do something with it's it. That's what now. you needed was another hobby. <clears throat> yeah, dude. I, I, An expensive I, one at that. <laughs> maybe tell my wife about that. That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> Vouch for it. Just say it's worthwhile. No, dude. We're getting you all the discounts with our brand partnerships from the that's, team. I'm saying, man, why do you think I'm working so hard over there? I got to say something. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, been, it's been super cool, man. You guys have been 
awesome guides to kind of help me, you know, get the right gear and do the right things. And, uh, yeah, I've taken a lot of reps, like sitting here right now, my shoulders are toast, you know, you're I, looking broad, you're looking good. Oh yeah. Thick. Yeah, all of it. But, uh, putting a lot of rounds out there. Yeah, you are shooting a lot, a lot of reps, man. man. A lot of reps. Um, shout out to St. Brain Archery. Thank God they only charge 30 bucks a year. Cause if it was a daily thing, I'd be paying a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, don't you, get many ideas. Opportunity cost. Yeah, no, it's. I'm excited, man. I'm real stoked for next year. By the way, Wyoming points. Yep. Yeah. Did you get some? No. We're gonna do you, it tonight. You texted me. Casey's gonna buy some. Here. I'm gonna buy mine. All right. We can't buy them this year. Not for antelope. We can for deer and elk. Oh yeah. Gotta start somewhere. Yep. I'm, yeah. I will not bow hunt <laughs> antelope with you. I'm not gonna do that. Fair enough. There's plenty of guys on the team who'll do that with you. I, I'll a, take you muscle or antelope hunting. I'm a rifle year. guy. Casey's a purist. Fishing I'm not a purist. Hunting. I just I would rather shoot my bow than I would a rifle. I, I'll, I pump, go, I'll pump Casey's tires a little bit. You know he's how, the he's how, the complete how, outdoorsman. You know how hunting well and turkey see. Yeah. Now times that by like six. Give him some a snout as well, and then put him on the plains. No, I understand that. That's antelope hunting. It's a pain I'm just in saying, the if, if it's People, like, I mean, you if you lay it. a rifle or a bow in front of me, I would just, I would rather go in my backyard and, I agree, and yeah. shoot my bow. And stuff. I would too, as well, actually. Yeah, I like shooting my bow. I just don't like hunting with my bow. Yeah, my thing is like, I feel like I have to. Well, in Georgia, really, what got me into bow hunting was the fact of being able to harvest does. Ten of them all year long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't. I don't have to sit around and wait on a doe day, yeah. and I can start hunting a week earlier. Yep. And in some counties, a week a month or more, earlier. a month, <laughs> yeah. a month earlier, and then a month later. Um, yeah. So the opportunity of that, because I mean, we eat a lot of venison in my house. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, just the ability to go out with busy schedules, like we talked about, and you know, be sitting in a stand or whatever, and I mean, essentially, whatever walks out, I can shoot it. Yeah, like that's what really got me into into bow hunting initially. But then I just I just started like shooting it, like whenever the kids would go to bed or whatever, I could go downstairs, turn a floodlight on to my target, and stand on my back deck and you know shoot twenty thirty arrows. Turn if a floodlight onto a doe in the backyard, Fire sling away. an arrow. This is Carter McKenzie. His address is. <laughs> <laughs> I do not do that. Much. No, bow hunting. It's it's not the same because you don't get quite in the flow state. <clears throat> when you're practicing that you do when you're like fly fishing, but it is, there's a similar thing going oh, on there. With, it's close. You man. know, it's, and then when you're a, like on an animal, it's just, you just black out. Like it, I, I don't know. There's, I talk shit about bow hunting, but I'm a bow hunter. Well, it's different cause you can see, well, I guess it's, you can sight fish a little bit, but like you're so close into everything. I still get excited about does when I have my bow. You oh, know? 100%. That's yeah, what I was just, about. The rush you get so, from shooting yeah, one with a bow so is great. Much. It's so much. I'm fun. stoked for that for you, man. Yeah, I, it's. I'm same. so when you stoked get typewriter for that. leg over a two and a half year old doe coming in, like that's just shaking. it's just cool, you know. That's you're awesome. just shaking, you're just losing your mind. Like it's it is it's it's a blast. The, and <laughs> the first time Luke and I hunted together when he came up and hunted with me in North Georgia when we were internet boyfriends, it's a bit of a disaster. <laughs> we hunted Ed's property up in. Dahlonega, <laughs> and I wanted real bad to put a deer down so we could work up, work up a deer together, and I shot, I shot a young doe. No, it was a button bug, bro. Was it a button bug? Yes. I shot he a button bug. He was going to leave bug. that part out. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I, I apparently <laughs> deleted it. that from my memory. Yeah, it was a button bug. <laughs> but I shot it, and uh, 
Luke came over at, at last light or after last light and was like, you need help? And uh, I was like, no, I got it. <laughs> the last year I shot over there, I had to dig it out of the river. It was, it, it was, it was smaller than my lab. Like, he was carrying that thing. Like, I was mortified. Was, I mean, look, I'm not talking shit. I have killed a bunch of little deer. Like, you know, it, it hey, legal deer tasted great. Yeah, it was the, what we could salvage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's call it what it is. We're kind of overpopulated in North Georgia. Yeah. That's why you get like, 12 well, deer. It's not going to hurt it, anything. It, no, not no. at all. And, like, sure, you know, as sportsmen, you want to take an older. But that comes with when you're younger, too, and when you got, like, the external pressures. That's some weird <laughs> Chewbacca down here in the pool. Did you guys hear that Bigfoot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Utah. <laughs> we found Cole Reed. <laughs> <laughs> He's running through the neighbor's yard with his shirt off. Hey, and here's where we get kicked out. It's been good talking to y'all. <laughs> I don't want the riffraff here in this bougie neighborhood, but who let the rednecks come to town? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what we were talking about now. When I shot that button bug. Oh, yeah. We won't go into all the details. But, yeah, it was it wasn't ideal. But, you know, we got through it. And it was a good, you know, we. what's funny is I was able to talk you through uh, gutting a gut shot deer because, you know, oh, my you second gut shot deer, it, too? it was gut shot. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. Oh, Carter. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> my I, point was I, I still got the rush from this small button I, bug. I gut shot a deer as well. It was my point. You know, my, my second deer that I shot immediately after my first deer was a gut shot. And so... You know, you go through that process, and, you know, it really motivates you to not gut shoot another one, right? No, I will definitely gut shoot another one. That's hunting, man. Yeah. Hey, man, it's it about happens. the rush, and you're right? gonna And you're going to shoot and wound and lose animals, and it sucks yep. every single time, and that's why we train, and that's why we go shoot 3D courses, and that's yep. why we put in the work and to try and prevent. There's a lot of moving parts in hunting, man, and it's it's tough, and hey, you Carter. try and manage everything that you it is not. can't. Cannot manage. It is not a science. That's no. for damn sure. No. Guess what video I still got right here, Carter. Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice. It was a nice buck that I shot with Casey. We were hunting together, and uh, felt great. Felt real steady. Hunting with the thirty thirty, and I mean that just goes to show like what happens sometimes. Yeah, like you can do everything. You can prepare. You can get yeah. ready. You know, you can be in the right spot, right Even time. Even taking time and. You know, and it could have been the right shot, and that animal died. It was. We lost. And it ran in the yeah. wrong direction. To the I wrong mean, lost permission, and I jumped it once. And now I know well, what that taught me is we didn't give it out long you enough. wait. Yeah. Because it was standing there. Uh, it was going to die. It died somewhere, and I didn't recover it, which was yeah. fucking just gutted me, right? That's the, the worst. worst shit in the world. Yep. And I jumped it, and it was bleeding like crazy. It was dying. Yeah. And I jumped it, and it took off and it gave enough adrenaline to go enough properties where we didn't have permission and we lost blood I mean, trail to find If it. you would have seen, uh, I can show you all the video, but like if you saw the way the deer kicked yeah. when he shot it. So we were in a, we were in a two-man ladder stand together and whenever the, the deer walked out. On a really out, good buck property. A really good buck hole. property. I had already tagged out on bucks. So Carter took this one. And so just, you know, I pulled my iPhone out, like I was going to record it, you know, all that. And like you could see the deer walk out and you saw him shoot it. And the way it, you know, mule, kick, mule, deer it mule kicked and like basically did a 180 and went right back to the woods. And you would have thought like, oh, that deer's laying right over there. Mm -hmm. Like no problem. I mean, we still sat in the stand for probably, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes yeah. before we ever climbed down. and it must have hit in the liver or something. Stuff like that. But I mean, we went up to the place and like, you know didn't find like a great blood trail but i mean we did find some and we followed it but like you said you know 
we kind of got to the point where we were we were looking in the area, and then that's when we saw it, you know, come up and, and leave the property. But, uh, I mean, that just goes to show, like, you know, it don't matter what kind of preparation, you know, life's going to happen. You know, there's still the human element that goes into hunting and fishing. I mean, you can do everything right, and, like, you know, sometimes people lose fish. You don't recover the deer. Like, I've got, like, you know, horror stories all the time of, like, you know, we always talk about how it's always the big bass that jump off. It's never, you know, the little. It's never the little guy. It's never the little one, but, I mean, like, you know, I've lost fish in a tournament. I've had them right there at the boat, like fish that would have, you know, been the difference in a paycheck or not. Yeah. And, like, you know, have my hands on it almost and it come off. Like, it was there something I could have done for it? I don't know. Maybe. You know, maybe the hook set wasn't great. Maybe this, that, or the other. But, like, it just happens sometimes. And, you know, I think that keeps the, the drive going forward to go back and, you know, not make those same mistakes again. Or whether you want to call them mistakes or not. But, like. It keeps you going. You yeah, know, what are you going to do, it, quit? It, it, it contributes to your drive to where it's like, man, that sucked. I don't want that to happen again. What can I do to be better prepared next time to where, you know, I can capitalize on the opportunity? I know when Casey's having a bad day because he'll text me that video. <laughs> middle of the day, I'll thank you, motherfucker. I always, I always <laughs> bring you down to make himself feel a little better. I always try to send it to him on like opening day of deer season. <laughs> Just a reminder. Happy Just deer season, reminder. buddy. I don't do a head case oh, for the rest man. of the season. Dude, I mean, I could write a novel on all this shit I've fucked up, deer I've lost, deer I've missed. I'd read that book. Well, I've always joked that if I ever write a book, it'd be called Constant Failure. But no, I mean, it, it is. It's tough, and it's. But if it was a give, a gimme, like it wouldn't. No, we wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Near yeah. as fun. Well, I think that's the thing that it is really cool about this organization and all the people, right? Is like you got me a rookie, soon to be rookie hunter. You got my cousin who is a rookie hunter. You got some other people. We're scared to death of wounding. Right. And we're thinking, man, we're going to be the guy that does that. And we're thinking guys like you, that doesn't happen. Don't do that. Right. Right. It happens. But it It happens. Right. So it's kind of cool to hear that, to understand that like it's just part of the game, just like hooking a fish and and having it go, you know, haywire. Like, you know, you don't want to kill the fish. Carter used to always give me crap of being the guy bow hunting. It was just like, ah, hell with it. Send it. Like Whatever. Just send it. Send it. Aaron Snyder talks about that. He's always like, you know, if, if when the arrow's in the air, you got a chance. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> if you don't let the arrow go, you yeah. don't have a chance. I mean, are you going to miss deer? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I can think of a doe up at Ed's. Perfect opportunity. It was, like, almost dark, and it was, like, the only deer standing there. Honestly, it was probably way too far to make a shot. Yeah. And uh, this was back when I still had, like, an older crappy bow, just, like, a three-pin sight, and I was like, ah, oh, she's about – 60. <laughs> Ripped one. <laughs> Come find it. She was not 60. She was like 83 yards. <laughs> Missed the crap out of it. Carter came up to the tree or whatever, and he's like, you're missing an arrow. I was like, yeah, it's down there somewhere. <laughs> he's like, you thought you could hit it? I was like, well, I mean, I had a better chance of hitting it by, with an arrow going than I did leaving it not. not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of the journey, too, is, like, when I was first young into bow hunting, I, I took a shot like that, too. It was, like, this is, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't have a rangefinder. Well, dude, and you covet it so yeah. badly. And you're you like, this is it. the objective. Yeah, and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, had, I, was, I was up the at the cabin, right, and I had seen some does. They were down. Not to, not, I'm not trying to pull on Evan here and talk about shit that people don't know, but I was basically, you walked down Spruce from. Field. <laughs> down in the spruce field. You know, you guys know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> it was down below our cabin, so you had to walk down there, and they're in this bottom area near an apple tree, some does, and same deal. Took a shot. I was like, oh, yeah, at 45, you know, put 
found my arrow in the you know no blood no nothing missed completely but looking back at that like obviously i shouldn't have taken that shot but sometimes you have to go through that you have motion to. and make those mistakes especially if you don't have somebody there to guide you and they don't have that mentor which yeah. i grew up kind of just figuring it the fuck out so uh, you know i was learning from perry and evan and they weren't i was the first one to bow hunt and so like i was just you know it's just a disaster a, a lot of the the time and sometimes you just have to go through that make those mistakes and, and realize like ah, i probably should have done that and to plug the uh or winter rendezvous it's actually a great opportunity to get some reps at a lot of does on the east coast if bow hunting is something you're wanting to get into or muzzleloader or muzzleloader because we we dish out a lot of tags because we have a ton of deer on the on the in the southeast at least and that's a great opportunity to to practice that because you know yeah. I'll, I'll be the first to admit like when there's antlers on top that is it it heightens things for sure right yep. even if you don't want it to it does um so practicing with those and that's where i practiced a lot of got, got better at gutting and cleaning deer and we talked recently on a tips episode about if you want to learn how to cape a deer, like practicing on does is a really great opportunity um, to do that. So when you have the the big one down, you you, you can cape it yourself and, and that kind of stuff. So How's that rendezvous looking? <clears throat> Good. Yeah. I mean, we, we're doing uh, two separate weekends. We got a men's and a women's. We separated them out. So women's is first, first week of December. This is for team members only. Um, but, and then the second, so it's two weeks later, I think weekend of the 15th is the, uh, the men's and it's gonna be cool. We're doing hunting. Obviously you can come as a non-hunter or as a hunter it costs more if you're going to hunt, but it's unlimited does, uh, within Virginia, uh, fish and wildlife, uh, you know, regulations, but you can come out there. We don't have a cap on the farm and we just, we need to clear out some does anyway. So it's a good opportunity. And we just want to get some animals on the ground so we can do seminars on. <laughs> Way to drop it, Casey. The, the on brand just everybody else cracking the whole time. Everybody else is doing it. The best part of these, I'm gonna. The best part of these in person ones is they're just very reminiscent of our very first like six eight months of running the podcast. You don't want to forget your roots. <laughs> Beers are cracking. Like bullshit's yeah. going on. You hear cars going in the background. Chewbacca's running around down there. Cold. That goes back to exactly what we're talking about. Like life. And chaos, and it's relatable, and absolutely right. Talking about our core values, which I assume Real. we'll talk about tomorrow, right? But Real. like authenticity yep. is one of our core values, it sure pillars, is. right? Yeah, but I contribute a lot of the growth that HLE has had to just the level of how organic this is. Like what you see is what you get. None of us try to be anything that we're not, and it's just a bunch of like-minded people getting together and doing stuff. And yeah, funny shit's gonna happen. Like we're gonna do dumb stuff that. You know, people might turn their head to, but stay tuned. We need a cameraman at Cole on Cole the entire night. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like I said, that, I mean that's what drew me to it. I mean, it's like you know, people that I naturally gravitate to, and you don't know always know what you're gonna get. Like, you never know what's gonna come out of my mouth, but like that's what makes it fun. Yeah, you, Cole and Chad, it's a great, great team there. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> if you can understand the deadly him. combo, <laughs> the deadly combo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for you, Justin. Bow hunting's that's awesome. Sweet and frustrating. Yeah, you need to come to Rendezvous because we're gonna do all the seminars. We're gonna talk about whitetail hunting throughout the seasons, 
We're going to do a whole butchering pod or I can't talk butchering podcast, butchering seminar. We'll probably do a podcast too. But we're going to go through like, you know, start to finish how to butcher an animal. I'm break sure it we down. could get Lyle there and do some tracking seminars. He's supposed to be possibly coming because it's late season. He won't be tracking as much down in uh, Georgia, Alabama. And then we have a potential, I, don't, I still don't want to announce it yet because we've been talking back and forth, but uh, semi celebrity uh, butcher to come out. To, it's me. It's Carter. It's me. It's not me. <laughs> Based so, on it's, it's the deer process where Carter takes his deer, too. <laughs> a lot of improvement. Room for improvement there. Old Jim Bob Cooter down at the fucking... <laughs> Dude, There's the been kid. at least one deer processed at Carter's house, and <laughs> it was mine. <laughs> the kid... Uh, he cleans, cleans deer out the back of the Piggly Wiggly down there. <laughs> We're not that Appalachia. <laughs> the kid. Yeah, they closed the Piggly Wiggly who like works 10 years the, ago. We don't have it anymore. Who works at the deer processor. I, so when I hunt in the evenings, I don't I don't like tracking deer at night. I fucking hate it. I hate it. And I usually have school the next day or work the next morning, and I will take my deer and drop it off, right? Um, just like a, it's a work-life balance kind of decision if it's in the evening. Not me. I stay up all night, rolling to work, sleep in the office. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> Fuck but, them kids. <laughs> but the kid, the kid who works at the damn uh, processor I work at is still there. Dropped out of college, but when you and I were in the education program together, I taught him at Lumpkin County High School. Really. And he's really shot for big things, and he's still working there. But he can gut a deer in 24 seconds. I've timed him every year. 24 seconds. Completely empty cavity. Really impressive. Mm, I wonder if I. I don't know. We we were timing them there a couple of years ago, and we were twenty four like, is fast. That's, that's I fast. was that is, that is fast. fast. So I worked at a at a processing facility whenever I was in high school, like you know, gutting deer, cleaning deer, and stuff like that. When you have the right setup mm-hmm. and are able to like be really efficient with you know shackles and you know hanging deer and stuff like that, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. as compared to like trying to field dress one. Yeah. With like truck headlights or side by side headlights. <laughs> when I, I mean, made, it's I like made when, whenever, whenever you have a winch and he fucking threw up. <laughs> Cole? Yeah. When you have a winch, this is in course with him. this morning. <laughs> that guy, man, he killed two bucks his first day ever hunting. God, I remember that. Golly, I was so mad. I was happy, but like, I was like, this motherfucker. But, but so mad. Yeah. So mad. Well, that's what I finally looked at Carter. It was last year, right? And I it was after he shot his uh, deer in Montana. I was like, "You need to quit holding his hand and like act like he's a new fucking hunter. He's killed more species than we have." Yeah, yeah. He's not a new hunter anymore. He's on his fucking own. Well, welcome, that'll be fun for our our antelope hunt next month. We have a couple newbies coming, and yep. I I want to send him off with one of the newbies. Yeah, and let him kind of yeah. let him do his thing with with one of the new guys with Bobby or Roger. I think that'd be kind of fun. It'd be super cool. To, to see him step into that role, which is kind of exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that's how any of this grows and stays around in a longevity. We were talking about it today. Yeah. Like the, the idea of like hunting mentorship. Yeah. Right. So that you're not bothering people who are way up here. You want to know that you can talk to them and get, get a little sport. Right. That's yep. the whole reason I joined and that's what I've gotten. So, yeah, it's going to be cool to see that. And, I guess if Cole's going to be a mentor, I kind of want to watch that. <laughs> from 100 yards for away. For grown yeah. men, not for kids. Yeah. We don't want them near I like the that. schools. From, from 100 yards away with a 10X. Yeah. Just make sure there's not, you know, an ounce of liquor anywhere to be yeah. found. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to that Canadian mist. Be careful what we're saying. He produces this. He might delete that. Yeah. He or won't. not post it. 
He won't. <laughs> if he wants to keep his job, he won't. <laughs> it's exciting, though. Like, I'm, I'm excited for him to step into that role. I, I hope he wants to, right? Yeah, we bust his balls, but he's he's doing a good job. That's oh, yeah. what I was about to say. Oh, we, we've he's always tits, gave dude. Cole a lot of shit, but, like, he, he would take that and, and do really good with it, I oh, think. for sure. I'm still going to give him shit about it, but he'll do a good job <laughs> at it. What are your big plans this fall? Fishing. <laughs> just fishing through hunting season. Where are you at with the MLF? So the season just wrapped up, so already kind of mind shifting towards 2024. Um, you know, got some trips li- lined up for, um, you know, they, they've got a tentative schedule out now for what our what lakes we're going to be on um, starting in January. So I've already got some trips lined up. Um, pre-fishing to go them. pre-fishing some of that. And, um, I mean, I'll be hunting around the house. Um, you know, baby on the way, so I don't have any any trips out of state really planned. Um, so just hunting in Georgia and and fishing a lot. Yeah, and starting a podcast. That's already started, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. I'm I'm gonna re-record a bunch of episodes. You know, at least one. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, just call it one. Yeah, at least Let's one. call it one. Just at least one. Yeah. Hey man, technology. Hey, any, anything, anything good comes with a little, with a few challenges. You got so to earn it, man. We'll work, we'll work through it, and and it'll be great. It will be great. I firmly believe that. If we had a list of all the shit Carter and I have fucked up on this journey, I mean, it would. Hey, for what it's worth, the only podcast prior to this one that I've ever recorded with Luke never saw the light of day. Which one was that? We talked about one with you and Garrett after uh, we did it. Yeah, we recorded it, but I don't think it ever it never <laughs> saw the light of day. Is it buried somewhere? I think so. Wow, Cole could have. Uh, God, I Cole, wish I had a podcast producer that was supposed to handle this kind of shit. He could have put that one that out was last one, night. Yeah. <laughs> deep from the archives, deep tracks only. Yeah, you guys are getting this. A day, <laughs> that would be a late and a dollar short. <laughs> that one will take a lot of editing, remember? Because that was when you were in your camper. Oh yeah, and well, like it kept running off. It kept dropping off and everything. It was a disaster. Oh, I I tried to edit that one. It was. A Fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one, it was yeah, bad. Actually, it was I not worth. Remember that. It was basically talking about like you know after you and Garrett went went yeah. bow hunting and then can't or not bow hunting bow, bow fishing. fishing. Yeah, and then we should have recorded that one. Talk we about should. It. We'll do we it should. this weekend. Let's do it right now. Being Done. talking about you know then I got a piss. <laughs> 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 We're rolling up on uh, on an hour. hour. Yeah, we got like another two minutes. Going to sit here in silence. For I don't two know what minutes. we accomplished, but this was this was like a throwback. This is us just. We started by not having any sort of rhyme or reason. We would just get drunk and talk. <laughs> and that was that's our roots. So that's what we're getting back yeah. to. What that's you see is what you get. It's real. That's how you build things, man. Yep. Just get drunk. Well, life is good, and I'm happy to be here with you guys. Oh, Same. I'm fired up And shout this. out to Josh over here. What's up, Josh? Yeah. Nobody has had an empty drink yet. <laughs> yeah, what a guy. Stoked to have you join the team, man. Yeah, for sure. Got to start somewhere, man. <laughs> it's been a great, like, hour that I've known you. <laughs> I met him at the airport when him and Garrett came and picked us up. <laughs> By the end of the weekend, we're all just going to be. That's what's awesome. I mean, to that point, though, it's like crazy. Yeah. By the end of this weekend, it'll be. No, we've known each other Like for everybody's 10 years. known each other for yeah. 10 years. That's how this group is every single fucking well, time. Your, your tone with people always changes once you put, like, meet them in person. Yep. You know, like you and I have taught, had taught several times mm-hmm. on, on Zoom and, and text and call and stuff. But then just like, you know, the few hours after you and Garrett like spent some time with me on the boat like your conversation just changes with people because you know you have that connection you're able to you know you become a a real you know a friend at that Mm -hmm. point and so whenever you know you and i can get together now and talk about stuff it may be over phone call or it may be over zoom but there's 
you know, just the way you can interact with somebody changes drastically once you have that human element to it and, you know, not talking to them through a screen. So that's, that's really cool. Every time I've been able to meet a team member and stuff like that, like my conversations with them going forward are always a lot different. You know, mm-hmm. they're always a lot more personable and they're always, you know, you become, you know, what they're, what they're doing with their family, you know, what, what they're doing, you know, outside of HLE or whatever. And it just, uh, it's really cool. Well, let me stack on there, right? Cause we talked about this quite a bit today and that's, it's you've ended it perfect as far as I'm concerned. You join this community because it's a real fucking community. You meet people, you learn things, you get together, and you have something that you can tangibly hold, right? Now, like yeah. as a as a as a new member, I couldn't ask for anything more. So anybody out there who's listening to this right now. Watch Pay for attention. applications to go back up. Yeah, watch for that. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> I got you, but Luke. seriously, memberships are real thing yeah. here. Yeah. Take advantage. Yep. That's all I can say. Yep. Yeah, because like the 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 friendships that I've been able to make because of this team, like obviously it's not going to because it's growing like crazy. But like if HLE ended today, the people that are you know that I consider in my network now, you know like that that would continue on. You know, the people that I talk with through HLE and, you know, have made those bonds with, you know, are, are people that no matter what circumstances happen that I would keep in my, you know, in my network. Same here, man. Carter's got a fucking goddaughter in there that is only because of this shit, you know? Yeah. Like, Carter and I would have never really probably met if I wasn't doing, that was kind of the, what brought us together was I was kind of doing this thing and was publicly doing hunting on Instagram and starting yeah. HLE and he had his the homestead page and was hunting and we had the homestead aligned yeah, the homestead. values yeah and then like you know I showed up at his house which was weird in North Georgia banjos were playing and he <laughs> sent it the, you know the, the the wife away because he thought I might kill her and <laughs> but I walked in I looked at his book Caroline shop. thought I might kill you yeah. <laughs> well at least they all felt the same way yeah yeah well now they're in there you know yucking it drinking up drinking wine yeah. yucking it up together and I looked at your bookshelf and was like, oh, this is my dude. Man. Yeah. <laughs> exact, exact wow, Livy, Suetonius, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, it is. It's, it's awesome. And it's, I mean, my best friends have come from this or that are part of it uh, that I had beforehand. So it's, it's been awesome. I'm just stoked for the future. And like what we're building this weekend, we're setting the foundation. Like everything we've done to this point has been just like through brute brute force and ignorance like just <laughs> we don't know what the hell we're doing but yeah. damn it we're doing it <laughs> what we've been able to do already this weekend is just start codifying and planning and building and like setting the foundation for something that's going to be truly special going forward that's what i'm excited about and that's been like you know justin coming in having the experience that he has um on the business side being able to be a mentor to me you know, be a sounding board when I, you know, think I'm in like a manic episode of fucking just waking up at, you know, whether, I wake, I wake whether up. it's 4 a.m. or yeah. you know, 10 p.m. It's all good. Man. I know I can text him at 4 a.m. and I'm going to respond. He's everybody, everybody needs a voice of reason for us. That's yeah. Justin. Yeah, and that's Justin. And Justin sits there and like he'll either validate or he'll be like, well, <laughs> maybe not this or maybe not this right now. So no, it's it's been great, and we just keep we keep finding. And Justin and I were talking about this the other day. We just keep finding the right people at the right place at the right time i mean josh is a prime example of that too you know we needed beers tonight and he was fucking here he's been <laughs> he's, right there, man. <laughs> he's brought us so many Somebody beers that i'm about to pop. DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> no but but i mean you know in, in all actuality it was just that it was i literally had 
<laughs> gone to my computer and because I was getting frustrated with trying to articulate things and it's hard coming from a military background talking to guys that don't have the same language right it's a, and I'm like man I just need a fucking officer who knows what I'm trying to say and then like 10 seconds later I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see a post from Josh about what he's doing I was like is he getting out? And I started sending him a text, and here we are. Now he's stuck here for the weekend listening to us, you know, yak into a microphone. So it just keeps happening. We just keep finding the right dudes at the right time, and we just, I mean, it's just growing. Man, when you're building something epic and as as, as organic and cool as this, it all shows up, man. Yeah. It's yeah. that simple. Sweet. Sure. Life is good. It is. Close Life is good. Carter, close this out. Life is good, man. I I say that a lot, and I firmly believe it. Like, you know, take a step back and enjoy the people you spend your life with. Invest in good people, and uh, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Look at that. I love that. Yeah, invest in yourself. Find your tribe. Find your community. Nothing or, else is is uh, you know worth your time more. I would say. So that's my call to action, I guess. So your community's right here. Yeah. Let's go. Mine is, for, that's for damn sure. So, listeners, as always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Who knows when this is going to come out? But we'll talk to you next week. In like 10 minutes, because Cole better get his ass to work. <laughs> 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 I missed our first episode in like a year and a half. Appreciate it, guys. Love you guys.